successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. I'm your host of Grill Nation, Jason Grill. Appreciate you joining us today. It's been a great year so far. I want to let you guys know that you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also, all of our shows and old podcasts are at GrillNationShow.com as well as photos of our guests. I want to let to tell the group too that our listeners that I have uploaded all of the shows from Grill Nation. I think we have about 47 episodes, which is pretty amazing to think about. Uh, up on iTunes, so you can find all of our shows at iTunes if you're a uh, person on the go, you're at the gym, you're in your car. There's no reason not to listen to the show now because we've provided avenues for you to connect with our thought leaders, newsmakers, business icons, trendsetters, you name it, at uh, iTunes and GrillNationShow.com. Interesting time. Hopefully you're following the election cycles. I want to get on get on some guests here to talk about politics here in the near future, but uh, obviously I've been very... Connected to that and very involved in that uh, with regards to these presidential races and state races. And on that note, I want to talk about some of our upcoming guests on today's show. In our first segment, uh, we're going to have on uh, Melissa Roberts, who is uh, with ECJC and in Kansas. And also she's an entrepreneur and does has her own company and does all kinds of different things. But wanted to have her on today to talk about some issues in the Kansas legislature and also maybe some issues in Kansas City uh, revolving around angel tax credits and wanted to talk to her about what she's doing at ECJC and also talk to her about kind of some startup issues and um, civic issues. So she will be on our first segment um, and on our second segment today after the break. Uh, And then our third segment, we uh, are very lucky to have on the show. And and this company is is a company I didn't know very much about, but... um, just doing some amazing things here in Kansas City and throughout the country. We're going to have Rich Smith, who's the president and CEO of Henderson Engineers, along with Melissa Reed, who is the communication manager at Henderson Engineers. These guys have over 625 employees uh, throughout the United States uh, based in Kansas City. Uh, They've worked on projects, you name it, every vertical uh, engineering projects. They've also recently uh, will be doing the new L.A. Stadium out in Los Angeles, uh, the new entertainment center with the huge L.A. Rams deal out there, uh, but also do a lot of work, too. They did Kansas State's remodel. They've done a lot of entertainment venues. They did a lot of schools. I mean, if you look at their website, which you can find at hei-eng.com, they, they've worked on almost every major vertical and every engineering um, uh, work you could think of. Uh, really cool Kansas City company. They have an office in Lenexin as well as in the Crossroads. So I'm going to have them on um, to talk about their business, how it's grown. Uh, the CEO, Rich Smith, was actually an employee in 1994, and now we're into 2016. He's the president and CEO. Uh, just a real interesting story, a real cool company here, uh, and doing amazing, amazing engineering work throughout the country. Again, very, very many different verticals. So 
going to have them on in the third and fourth segment today. I'm very excited to uh, to have them on the Grill Nation show um, for the first time. So that'll be in our third and fourth segment today. I want to thank our sponsors and partners and supporters of Grill Nation real quick. Uh, without them, this show would not exist. They supply us with um, great guests and do some amazing work here in Kansas City area. If, you, if you'd like to sponsor or partner up with Grill Nation in the future, you can just shoot me an email at jasongrill at gmail.com. Obviously, a lot of different things you can do here with Grill Nation Show. We have sponsorships. We have guest co-host opportunities. Uh, we have um, ad opportunities. We have thought leader opportunities. We have social media opportunities. We have about any opportunity you'd want, and I love having new guest co-hosts and sponsors and supporters of Grill Nation. But currently, these are the list of the A-listers of people who are partners and supporters of Grill Nation. We have Trust, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, Kenny Hertz Perry, John Kenny Hertz, Catalyst, Danny Pfeiffer, The Rigger KC and Jay Rigger & Co., Ryan Maybe, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. These are amazing companies in Kansas City doing amazing work. Uh, I, I definitely advise you to check out GrillNationShow.com supporters page where you can learn more information about all of these great Kansas City companies and what they're doing here locally and nationally to make an impact. So without further ado, let's get started today on Grill Nation with our first guest uh, on the show today. We have Melissa Roberts with ECJC, uh, Kansas City entrepreneur and uh, very involved in the civic community, will be joining us via phone. Melissa, how are you today? I'm well, thanks, Jason. How are you? Good to have you on the show. Uh, what are you working on these days? How's, how's life going? Well, it has been a hectic legislative season, Jason. Um, we've had a couple of issues that have been of great importance to entrepreneurs at the forefront in Kansas, uh, and so I'm excited to share a little bit of news on that front today. Mm-hmm. First of all, let's talk about ECJC, Enterprise Center of, in Johnson County. Um, what do you guys do, and what's your role there? Yeah, so the Enterprise Center in Johnson County is a resource organization. We're a nonprofit that's been around for almost 20 years. We're funded largely by the Johnson County Commission, um, but we serve entrepreneurs throughout the metro area and helping them find the resources that they need to grow their business. So sometimes that looks like affordable and flexible co-working space, which we offer in our facility on Shawnee Mission Parkway. Uh, we also offer educational programs and workshops for entrepreneurs, and we're perhaps most well-known for our connections to capital through the Mid-America Angels Investment Network. Yeah, let's talk about that because, you know, there's a lot of these things popping up now with regards to investment. Now, from what I understand, there is people that invest in startups, right, the, 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 the ones that have not really proven their viability yet, but they need a little bit of funding. There's the middle-of-the-road ones. Um, and then there's angels, right? And then you get up to the Series A funding. And do I have my timeline correct there? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when you're an entrepreneur in Kansas City and you're looking to fund your business and help it grow, um, there are a few stages that you go through progressively. The first stage where uh, it's often called the bootstrapping stage or the friends and family stage, that's when you're really subsisting based on savings a lot of the time or small investments from friends and family members hence the friends and family. Um, it's pretty intuitive. Yeah, right. <laughs> then when you get to the point where you need to build um, the first iteration of your product or your service or platform, what we in the business call your minimum viable product, your MVP, you generally need about $25,000. Um, 
So at that point, which we call the proof of concept phase, because you're basically taking your idea, making it real, and proving uh, that there's a market for what you want to do, that money usually comes in the form of grants because you have so little customer attraction and interest, you're really just starting to sell what you're trying to sell, um, that it's really hard to, to kind of say to someone with any degree of certainty, yes, there's a large group of people out there um, that are looking to buy my product and I can prove it. That's mm-hmm. the key, is that proof point. So there are some great programs in Kansas City. Uh, Digital Sandbox is chief among them that provide grants for people in the proof of concept stage. Then once you've proven your concept, you have what we call product market fit. Um, you move into the, the point of beginning to seek traction, so beginning to seek a strong base of customer interest. And that's called the seed stage in development. You're typically at that point looking for fifty to $250,000. Mm-hmm. And that can come in a lot of different forms. It can come from some grant programs like and, the Launch KC program. Right. And, Melissa, I want to catch, cut you off there. Let's, let's continue that after the break here. we got to go to break here on Grill Nation sure. Show. We'll be right back with Melissa Roberts from ECJC and uh, Entrepreneur here in Kansas City. You're listening to Grill Nation. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running past like a man on a wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know why. Keep them going crazy, though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Casey Mo. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill, 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Also appreciate you listening on GrillNationShow.com and iTunes. Great to have you back with us for our second segment in the show today. Appreciate you connect with me on all social media networks at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I want to continue our conversation with Melissa Roberts, who is the uh, marketing director of the Enterprise Center of Johnson County. We were having a real interesting discussion about uh, reframing this about uh, the different levels of funding uh, and, and and the pathways. And Melissa, if you could uh, catch us back up on some of the, the beginning ones that you talked about, and then we'll go into what you were mentioning, uh, which is more of that fifty thousand to two hundred fifty thousand dollar round. Sure, Jason. So before the break, we talked about the early stages of developing a company through the bootstrapping, um, the proof of concept, and beginning into the seed stage, where you're really just getting your company started, and you may not have traction sufficient to interest an angel investor. Um, when you get to the seed stage, which in Kansas City, as you said, is usually between fifty and two hundred fifty thousand dollars, um, that's when we really have a serious problem in our funding community. And this is evidenced by the SourceLink We Create Capital study, which I'd encourage your listeners to take a look at if they have an interest in this problem. There are a lot of programs and initiatives and even private funds that are getting started to fund businesses um, in this seed stage. But when you get past that and you have a good base of customers uh, to the point where you become attractive to an angel investor, that's where we step in with Mid-America Angels, typically providing a million to a million and a half dollar round um, and leading that round and syndicating throughout the region to get that deal closed. Mm-hmm. So uh, the angel investors are very important because... <laughs> You know, and one of the things I think about Kansas City that's so good is now we are kind of developing these different areas, um, in different investment VC funds that, that kind of a, that kind of, you know, help entrepreneurs along the, you know, as they go through the entire progression of a company. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, and we that's something we've worked happen. on, you know, we, we, that, that didn't always exist. Yes. And, you know, 
a part of part of the kind of development and a, and a really important factor in that has been the fact that angel investment tax credits are available on the Kansas side of the state mm-hmm. line. Well, let's get into that because that's a big issue, and I know you're very involved in throughout the years. We've talked many times. You're involved with public policy. You've done a lot of consulting work, and um, you know a lot of community building, and so. What what's going on in Kansas with the angel tax credit? What, where do we stand, and what what's the journey been like this session? Yeah, so as you might have heard, Jason, it's a little bit of a tough budget season in the state of Kansas. <laughs> Seems right like now. it is every year in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why that is. Um, so the angel investment tax credit is an incentive that's run by the Department of Commerce. It's been um, extended frequently and has been in place for almost ten years now. Over that time. It's had an undeniable economic impact, an ROI, a return on the investment of the state's money of about seven to one when you do the math. So the way that it works is as an entrepreneur is getting ready to raise an angel round or a Series A round, they can apply to the state of Kansas for a tax credit for their investors. The entrepreneurs are actually granted the tax credits, and then they can go use that as a bargaining chip as they're working with uh, investors on agreements to say that they can help them effectively leverage their investment in these companies. One of the key pieces of this incentive that's really important is that those credits are then transferable. Those angel investors, if they don't have an income tax burden in the state of Kansas, can sell those to someone who does. as I said, it's been an incredibly effective incentive program um, in the state of Kansas, and it's up for extension this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really tough budget season in the state of Kansas right now, but we're optimistic that the legislators on the taxation committee um, in the House and in the Senate will see the same great return on investment that we have in the entrepreneurial community and recognize that this is something that's creating jobs and economic benefit in Kansas rather than simply sapping money out of the so, um, the general fund. So Missouri does not have an annual tax credit, right? It does not, and it's a huge competitive advantage for Kansas in this world. And in fact, really the only one we have left. So let me ask you this. So it seems as if you guys, you had an early committee hearing during the session, right? We did. We did. And this is House Bill 2405? It is. And, you know, Jason, it's an interesting uh, concept, and this gets into the inside baseball of it, but the House Committee on Taxation is what's called an exempt committee. It means that they can continue to move bills after the turnaround date, uh, when most bills are, are typically processed to move from the House to the Senate or vice versa. And Kansas is unique in that respect. It's different than Missouri when... Uh, with regards to when you guys leave and when you come back and all those different exactly. things. So you had an early early committee hearing. It sounded like you had a lot of people testifying in support. Yeah, and, and in fact, no one testifying against. I mean, it was a real show of strength on behalf of the entrepreneurial and the early-stage funding community. Um, we were very pleased to see how strongly the community came out to advocate for this piece of legislation. And so the bill would extend the sunset of $6 million in the annual program to 2021. So this is routine. For, it is. Because the sunset is what, every five years, ten years? Typically it's five to ten years. The reason that they put that in place is so that, you know, our books don't get crowded with laws that become outdated. It's a pretty typical legislative tactic. But the problem is um, when you have a sunset in place for a 
for an incentive that's making a huge impact. Um, and then the timing is off because you happen, it happens to come up at a point where budgets are tight and everyone is looking for money in every corner that they can find it. Um, it somehow can, can make incentives that wouldn't normally be controversial appear to be controversial, unfortunately. Let me, uh, we're talking to Melissa Roberts from ECJC. Let me, um, I brought up an article on startlandnews.com. Let me bring up a fictional example again of how this program would work. Uh, Jane from X is raising half a million dollars in financing and has two angel investors that want to complete the round with two $250,000 investments. Jane applies for and is allocated a hundred thousand in angel tax credits from the Kansas Department of Commerce. This allows this company, X, to offer each investor 50000 in tax credits, knocking down their investment costs to 200000 That's pretty cool. So, so if you go to StortlandNews.com, they actually have a uh, fictional examples of how this would work. Uh, Melissa, what's the next steps in the process? Well, so the next step is for the House Committee on Taxation to actually hold a vote on the bill. Um, Which is shocking that hasn't happened yet. Uh, you know, it's as I mentioned, it's a pretty busy year in the city of Kansas. There are a lot of high-profile issues that are being brought up right now. Um, so while it might have been, you know, a, a professional courtesy to make sure that bills that might be controversial and exempt committee are heard after the turnaround deadline, again, it's one of those kind of particular inside baseball pieces of Kansas legislation. Um, you know, now we think that this and other bills that, they, that we think are relatively likely to pass will be heard. Mm-hmm. And this really, this bill mitigates risk for investors, encourages investments, and helps startups accelerate their business. And this is not offered in Missouri. It is not. And, and you're absolutely right, Jason. Like I said, the ROI, as we've calculated it, and the Department of Commerce has calculated it, is about 7 to 1 on mm-hmm. this bill. So. Well, I think I think it sounds like, um, you know, with no one testifying against the bill, it sounds like an angel tax credit will hopefully be here to stay. You just hope that it doesn't get lost in the shuffle with the budget issues. Yes, I'd like to knock on wood, but you never know this year in Kansas. <laughs> and then you then, then it'll be in effect for another five years, potentially, until it sunsets again. Absolutely. Melissa, what else is going on? Is there any other issues as startups or uh, funders or entrepreneurs that, that we should be aware of from a public policy perspective? Yeah, you know, Jason, it's it's been funny because, you know, because the state is so inactive on these issues outside of the angel tax credits world, as I mentioned, that's really the last tool that we have in our toolbox to support entrepreneurs from the state. Um, local governments have really started stepping up and taking on a lot of the role in creating incentives or programs to help push startups to the forefront. And there have been some really interesting uh, local initiatives out of the city of Shawnee and their seed program, the city of Olathe, which has contributed to the Digital Sandbox campaign, um, and Overland Park and even Gardner and the Southwest Johnson County EDC, all of which have been really actively trying to start new programs to serve entrepreneurs. Um, but so in that in that light, I often go around and answer questions from local governments as to what they can do to help support entrepreneurs and have come up with three basic rules to help uh, local governments create an entrepreneurial ecosystem. Great. Let's go for it. All right. So rule number one is cut through red tape whenever possible. There are a lot of times when local governments don't have a great deal of funding to contribute to a project, but in that case, a great option is to perhaps buy back some time from a city staffer and create a point of contact for entrepreneurs in your city to help them deal with permitting or zoning issues. Um, It's a great way to really streamline the process and make sure entrepreneurs don't get frustrated. Rule number two. 
think 10 years in the future. So often today we're dealing with legislative um, or regulatory pieces that will affect uh, the sharing economy down the line, and all it requires is really a little bit of foresight and research into advanced technologies to understand how that will impact your city in the future. Um, and that applies to infrastructure as well. We're lucky to have access to some of the greatest infrastructure in Google Fiber and all the other competitive fiber products that are available here in Kansas City, um, but we shouldn't stop there. We've always got to be thinking about infrastructure and new technology because the world never stops changing around us. Mm-hmm. That's rule number two. Last rule um, is when it comes to creating incentives, I always advise local cities, don't correct the market, try to follow it. So what that means in real terms is don't pick winners and losers. Look for other indicators that the companies you're helping to support have traction, like the angel tax credit, which looks for interest from an investor before you can leverage state dollars. Those are three really good examples. Melissa Roberts, who is a great guest on here on Grill Nation Show. Uh, thanks for coming on Grill Nation Show, Melissa Roberts. If you need to get in touch with her, she's at the ECJC uh, Enterprise Center in Johnson County. They're on the inter- internet at ecjc.com. It's a really cool website. Go check it out, guys. Uh, Melissa Roberts, thanks for coming on Grill Nation Show and updating us on funding issues and what's going on with the angel tax credit and other things happening public policy-wise. Thanks for having me, Jason. It's always a pleasure. I love having you on. We'll be right back after the break with more with Grill Nation. Thanks for listening. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. I just want to chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced it to my... Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. I'm your host, Jason Grill. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also appreciate you checking out all of our old podcasts and shows. I have photos from each of our shows and our guests up on GrillNationShow.com. And over the weekend, I spent uh, a good amount of time uh, learning how to code uh, some things. And all of our shows are on iTunes uh, up to date now with descriptions of every show. Uh, one of the things that we have from time to time from our listeners is they want to listen to us on the go. So... All of our shows are on iTunes. Just search Grill Nation with Jason Grill, and you can find all of our old shows. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Jason Gr- of the Grill, Na- Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Again, they are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, Catalyst, The Rieger KC and Jay Rieger & Co., Kansas City Power and Light District, and 2S Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thanks for your support of the show and for continuing to, uh, to send great guests and uh, keep us moving here every week. We're almost on. I think we're about... Three and a half years since we started the show as Entrepreneur KC, and and it's really exciting to be with you here every week. In our next segment, uh, next two segments actually, uh, we're lucky to have the CEO of Henderson Engineers, uh, Rich Smith, President and CEO in studio, as, long, as well as the uh, Melissa Reed, who is the Communications Manager, uh, was connected to this firm through Bank of Kansas City, and really excited. I did some research on the company, and it's, they've done some amazing things here in Kansas City and throughout the country. So I'm very happy to have uh, Rich Smith and Melissa Reed in studio. How are you guys? Great. Thanks. How are you doing today? Good. Good to see you. I, I have to say that uh, Rich is dressed very nicely. He get the memo that you're supposed to dress mm. nice for the radio station, yeah, which, which, I've tried, today, I? which I've tried to do every week. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, it's great to have you guys on the show. Rich, why don't you start us out and tell me a little bit about kind of your background and uh Kind of your history here in Kansas City, and then we'll get into your business. Sure, sure. Uh, born and raised in Topeka, went to school at KU, 
undergraduate and master's degree in engineering. I uh, worked at a cu- couple different jobs, started at Henderson Engineers in 1994. So pretty much born and raised and grew up at, mm-hmm. within the culture of Henderson Engineers. So I've been there 22 years. Interesting. Uh, came up on the technical side originally, then moved over more into the business development and marketing side and was promoted to president and CEO uh, about three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. So you've been there for over 20 years. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. And uh, obviously a lot of things have changed in that 20 years in the uh, industry, I'd imagine. Well, I don't want to age myself too much, but my first job out of college, all of the drawings were done by hand. There was not a single computer in the office, and now everybody has high-speed computers, dual monitors, and you, you couldn't live without it. There's no more drafting boards in engineering and architecture anymore. How how big is the company now? I mean, your website is uh, hei-eng.com. I'm just checking it out right now, and it's it's obviously a very nice website. But I'm just curious of how the how the uh, how the company has grown over the last since since you've been started there in '94. Uh, the the company was founded in 1970, and for the first 20 years, it was pretty much just a small family-owned local company. Mm-hmm. That all changed in the late '80s when Walmart walked in the door, and it was during that period. Uh, some of your older viewers may remember the Hypermart that was over on Bannister Road that's no longer there. Oh, sure. But Walmart was starting their Supercenter concept, which was introducing grocery into their uh, general merchandise. So we landed Walmart in 1988, and they've been a fantastic client of ours, and we've used that to grow and uh, expand our company into a whole bunch of different markets now. Currently, we have about 625 employees. Yep. Wow. We're headquartered here in Kansas City. We have 12 offices around the United States, but a lot of our resources are here in Kansas City. Yeah, you guys, I'm just looking at your website here. I mean, you have, you're in Kansas City, you mentioned, and I know you have um, an office in the downtown area too, in the crossroads, but you're also in in Bentonville, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Manhattan, Kansas, New York, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Tampa. I mean, that's quite a list of uh, cities of, of a company out of Kansas City that's grown to 625 employees. Yeah. That's a big company. Well, and our thought was we feel like we have things somewhat figured out in Kansas City, and Kansas City is you know, the 30th largest market. Mm-hmm. What if we took that and we began to expand that into Los Angeles or mm-hmm. uh, New York or some larger metropolitan areas and let's see what could happen. And it seems like it's been a good thing for you. It's been a good thing. And then the it's competition, obviously, is, is, is tough here in Kansas City, but also in those other markets. I can't imagine. It's, it's a lot tougher, right, Melissa? It it's it's challenging, but we're we're enjoying it for sure. Yeah. Um, talk to me about some of the projects. Well, first of all, let's let's talk about some of your services that you all offer. Uh, because if you're not in engineering, I think a lot of people kind of don't exactly know everything you guys do. So tell us about kind of what you guys do and, and what services you offer. Sure, I think you know in general, engineers are a little bit underneath the radar, and so we're not out talking about the services that we do. Uh, but typically what happens is the architect designs the space, the, the form and the function, the shape and the look of a building. The structural engineers make sure it stands up. Mm-hmm. And then all of the systems that are inside the building we're responsible for. So mechanical, electrical, plumbing, lighting, data, security, acoustics, AV, all the different systems that kind of bring a building alive and have it work fall on our responsibility. Mm-hmm. And those systems have changed dramatically over the course of the last 10 to 15 to 20 years, you know, the advent of computers has changed, the, you know, the corporate environment and the mm-hmm. educational environment. 
and even things that you don't really think about like security and some of the things that have happened at schools, that happened at movie theaters, have changed the way that we as, have des- as designers look at those facilities. Mm-hmm. People say. So you guys do kind of everything involved with? We do a wide, wide variety of different projects. Sure. And our number one market is retail, but mm-hmm. after that, sports is our number two market. Really excited about the L.A. Rams project. That's yeah, going to be our I, largest project today. I saw that on your your website. I mean, incredible because of, I mean, that's supposed to be one of the nicest facilities in the world, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's billions of dollar type deal. Yeah. And it, obviously, as a sports fan, I've kept very close eye on what's going on. Um, talk about that real quick because I, I saw that and I was going to ask you that question because I saw the L.A. Entertainment well, Center on there. First off, it's a little bit bittersweet for us because we are a Missouri corporation. Sure. And we, we felt bad for St. Louis because I know they wanted to keep that team there. Uh, but from a business standpoint for our company, it just puts us at a, at a whole different level. We're wrapping up the construction of the Sacramento Kings, uh, new NBA arena. That was a big project for us. But this is, you know, in the neighborhood of a multi-billion-dollar project mm-hmm. that just puts us on the map, not only nationally but around the world. It will probably be the premier sports facility that will be done in the world in, in the upcoming future. And what are you going to be doing out there with that project? Is that public yet, or um, our? I think all of our services that we're doing, we're going to make available on that that project. Oh, wow. And we have an office in Los Angeles, and we have plans to beef up our capabilities in that office to be able to service it locally as well as from here in Kansas City. That's great. We're talking to Rich Smith, uh, President and CEO of Henderson Engineer, Engineers, and also Melissa Reed, Communications Manager at Henderson Engineers. I, I want to definitely check that out. I love California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Southern California, and, and if the more trips you can make out there, especially in the wintertime here, the better. Um, one thing locally you guys did was uh, – you uh, worked on Kansas State Stadium, um, recent, you know, in the last few years. Um, I, I'd like for you to speak about that because I think a lot of people have have been to that facility and and it's very nice. Yeah, we have a very strong tradition with Kansas State University, starting with recruiting, and we've a lot of our growth has been fueled by the program at K State. We actually have an office in Manhattan, down in Aggieville. Mm. That's an intern office, and we bring interns in during the summer and then during the school year when they go back to school they can work for us remote, and it's been a real good relationship. And then from a, from a business standpoint, we have worked on the, their new basketball practice facility, the, the last two or three improvements at Bill Snyder Family Stadium we've worked on, and right now currently we're doing the design on the new School of Architecture as well oh, wow. in Kansas State. So it's been a very good relationship. So they must really like your work then, huh? Yeah. They're, they're calling you back <laughs> yeah. for more, right? I <laughs> mean, that's, that's pretty cool. So, so you're working on a lot of these um, – these kind of high-profile projects that everyone sees. Uh, so it's cool to see that you're a Kansas City business and that, you know, that, that we can we can help talk about it. But you also do, besides sports, you also do a lot of retail, you mentioned. You also mentioned Walmart. But mm-hmm. what are some of the other things you do? Because I'm looking down your your list here. You, you do a lot of entertainment as well yes. and hospitality stuff. Uh, theaters, mixed-use development, shopping centers, big box, medium box, small box. We do... We love retail. Yes, we do. <laughs> we, love, we love that whole experience. Uh, lo- here locally, Zona Rosa and Prairie Fire are, uh, and Power and Light, those are all three examples of entertainment-related facilities that we've uh, been involved with. All, all have been pretty successful, too, and I know you guys uh, have done some work with movie theaters, too. Yes, past. yes, we have. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Also, too, you work with education? 
We do. Uh, K through 12 and higher ed have both been key markets for us as well. And that whole uh, market has gone through a transformation as well with just the computerization and, and learning and the efficiency of learning. But a lot of the, the major school districts here in Kansas City we've worked with, Blue Valley, Olathe, DeSoto, North Kansas City, Blue Springs. Well, I went to St. Pius the Tenth, and uh, I noticed they're on your website. Yeah, you did some re- you did yep. some remodels and additions, and hopefully we'll be doing more of those. Yep. I know they're. I'm getting a lot of emails about potential uh, additions to uh, different parts of the school, and you know fundraising issues. Yeah. So, um, well, you should be- donate so we can get some <laughs> business out of that. I know, right? So you do really work with a lot of different groups. I mean, you're very diverse as a company when it comes to the projects you work on. Well, we're not scared about growth and new ideas and opportunities. And I think as engineers, you can be wired to, hey, this is the way we've done it, and let's just stick to this path. But that's not the way it is at Henderson Engineers. And we've almost let our freewheeling culture drive strategy to some extent, and it's been pretty exciting to sit back and watch what you do when you create an environment for people to do kind of their best thinking, Mm -hmm. the most creative thinking. Yeah, it totally is. We're talking to Rich Smith, uh, president and CEO of Henderson Engineers and Melissa Reed, communications manager at Henderson Engineers. Uh, check them out at hei-eneng.com. After the break, we're going to be back with more with these great guests. We're going to talk to them about kind of the company culture. I know you just, you just mentioned about, uh, a second ago about Rich about your business and, and kind of the environment there. I'd like to talk about that and kind of how that's been important to your growth as well as some of the community stuff that you guys do. We'll be right back after the break with more from Grill Nation and Jason Grill. Thanks for listening to 980 AM. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. I'm your host, Jason Grill. You're listening to 980 AM and talk980am.com. Appreciate also joining me today on grillnationshow.com as well as iTunes. Uh, all of our podcasts and shows are on iTunes and grillnationshow.com. Again, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I want to continue our conversation with Rich Smith, President and CEO of Henderson Engineers, and Melissa Reed. She's a communication manager at Henderson Engineers. Really happy to have you guys back on the show for another segment. Um, we were talking off air about kind of your culture, and you mentioned that you were one of the first 50 employees at Henderson mm-hmm. Engineers, and quite a story to be to be now the president and CEO. Talk about, um, you mentioned you had 625 employees, uh, kind of about your culture, because just from your um, your website and just from talking to you both, I can tell it's something that's important, uh, and it's been very insp- inspirational, instrumental in the growth of the company. Sure. Our founder of the company, Fran Henderson, Kind of was ahead of his time. He probably belonged in Southern California in 1970. Mm-hmm. But that spirit that he had uh, carried on to when I started there in 1994. And so when I started there in 1994, it was true flex time. Wear whatever you wanted to wear. Come and go whenever you wanted to. And to, it, all, it was unbelievable to me that that culture existed in 1994. And it's commonplace now, I think. Yeah. But I'll never forget my first annual review, which would have been 1995. I was expecting, you know, paperwork and you get you get an X percent raise or whatever. But it was, you know, what what are you passionate about? What do you want to do for our company? Where do you want to align your career to help you and to help us? And those were questions I'd never been asked before. And I didn't have an answer that day, I remember. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it was paused for me to think about it. And I came back and, and had answers for it. But that 
whole philosophy, that whole thinking is what we want to have today. We want to create an environment where people can be successful and kind of unleash that power of the potential of people to feel like they're engaged in a part and can help change the future direction of our company, mm-hmm. be a part of something bigger. That's awesome. And Melissa, what, talk to me about what your experience has been like um, working at Henderson Engineers. Well, I am... Obviously not an engineer. No, I am not an engineer. Um, my focus is more in the marketing and obviously communication. We speak the same language. Then, yes, yes. Um, you want you me know, to leave now? No, no. My no. I was never, I, I'm, yeah. Um, things have been really great. I, I joined Henderson just over a year ago. And um, to come into a culture where, you know, you have so much encouragement and there's so much support for you to not only, um, you know, really choose your path and lead your way, but also... Um, you can create opportunities where you can help drive the direction of the company. Um, you know, there's been oft- often instances where people have really had a strong passion for one area um, in particular or another, and that idea will be pitched to our leadership team. And, you know, with their blessing, they're able to go forward and, um, you know, in- initiate these new programs and initiatives within the organization. Um, for instance, we have a, a wonderful health and wellness program. Um, two of our engineers are very passionate about that. Um, you know, informed our leadership team about that. And now we have an on-site workout facility. We have people there um, to provide training opportunities for everyone. And you're taking uh, I'm t- I am. I'm you're so sore proof. from this morning, <laughs> this morning from yesterday's workout. But um, not only that, it, it's just, you know, it, it's a fun place to work. Um, I've had numerous clients and um, other individuals just come through the facility for various meetings and they love coming to our space because it's fun it's energetic it's bright and you can truly tell that people enjoy being there so it's a wonderful place to be Mm -hmm. and you guys um, you have an office now in the crossroads Uh, and one of the things I know you have most a lot of employees out in Lenexa too but talk to me about kind of what that experience is like because one of the things that I talk to CEOs on the show a lot from Kansas city and a lot of which were suburban companies and uh, they moved offices or they moved staff, some of their staff back downtown. And I think they were pleasantly surprised at the reaction from the employees and from the talent uh, uh, from a talent perspective. Have have you guys seen that? And what's that experience been like? We're a firm believer that our core, the downtown of Kansas city is what's important. And that drives the whole metropolitan area. When I moved to Kansas City in 1988, my first job was in a building called the Design Exchange Mm -hmm. at 712 Broadway. And I remember walking to work my first day, and I just felt like, this is so cool. I've arrived. I mean, downtown Kansas City. Sure. For some business reasons, we floated the idea of an office down in the Crossroads area. And it was strictly originated for business reasons. But once we began to see the feedback from our employees and what it could mean to them in their lives, it changed things dramatically. And seeing how people could be more more fulfilled in their careers, both personally and professionally, and, and being a part of that, it, it changed it completely and it made the decision pretty easy. So mm-hmm. now we're on the, the third floor of a building right there, 1801 Main, right on the streetcar line. Wow. And kind of right in the heart of the crossroads area. And you mentioned you've worked on a lot of projects in downtown Kansas City throughout the years. We have. Um, let's see, Bartle Hall. Mm-hmm. Power and line. Might as well just start naming President, off all the business. Yeah. <laughs> President's Hotel, there's been a, a wide variety. Which is great, too, that there is obviously a lot of development happening for your business uh, in Kansas City right now, uh, which is something I'm very proud of as someone that lives downtown now. Um, 
it really is it's a it's an interesting change from living in the suburbs but it doesn't it's you're still Kansas City you just you just save a little bit of time it it's it's it just feels the same but you see um more people i mean there's obviously the weather's gotten a little nicer but just the last few weekends downtown i mean there's people everywhere yeah. uh which you kind of forget about sometimes if you live in the suburbs there are people running around everywhere and doing different things and running and jogging and biking and shopping and eating out. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Mm. And I think it's going to continue to hopefully to grow uh, mm. and we'll see more development. I love seeing cranes in the air oh, downtown. Yeah. So I mentioned I moved to Kansas City in 1988 and I mm-hmm. worked down in the garment district mm-hmm. and the Quaff was like the big place to go. Sure. You know, the Quaff. Well, now there's so many. It's just you compare what it was like in 1988 to what it's like now. And it's completely night, night and day, and you're proud to be from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just with the success with our sports team and, and the kind of the downtown reemergence. It's a co- cool time to be associated with our city. Sure. Um, got a couple minutes left, Rich and Melissa. Talk to me about kind of the future of Henderson Engineers and kind of what you're excited about. And obviously, you mentioned the LA project with LA Stadium. Uh, that'll be exciting. Uh, can't wait to see that. But um, what what are you guys really excited about, and where do you see the company moving in the next few years? Um, probably the thing that I'm most excited about. You had that about. question in your first interview, right, or your first yeah. performance interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we made the decision this last year that we were going to be a purpose-driven firm, and uh, there's three types of firm. There's power, there's profit, and there's purpose-driven firms, and we wanted to be a firm when people woke up in the morning that there was a reason why they came to work at Henderson Engineers. And that purpose is we want to create environments where people can reach their full potential. And seeing how talking about that has begun to kind of unleash the power within people and giving them the authority and the autonomy to make decisions on their own team, on their own projects, how they deal with their coworkers and their clients, it's been pretty powerful to see how that's happened. So that's probably the one thing that I've been the most excited about is just being a, a, more of a purpose-driven firm. What were the other two you said? Power, purpose? Uh, power and then profit. Okay. Yeah. Three and, Ps. Yeah, the three Ps. <laughs> yes. Melissa, what about you? you got 45 seconds left in the show. Well, I, I just have to, you know, follow Rich up with that. I think there's just a tremendous amount of growth and, and opportunity with, with our, you know, purpose-driven firm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am excited about where we're headed and how our, our employees um, are so engaged in, in making a difference with the company. Um, you know, we're, we're really focusing on our clients as well. And I just think that there is, um, you know, we've had tremendous success, but um, the, this is only the beginning. I'm really excited for the future. Well, congratulations, Rich Smith, President and CEO, and Melissa Reed, Communications Manager at Henderson Engineers. The website is hei-eng.com. Thanks for coming on the show today. I'm really excited to have you guys on, and I uh, look forward to learning more about you in the future, and congrats on all your success. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation Show. We'll see you again next week. Have a great day and a great week. Talk to you soon.